Dr. Selena. Hello. Okay, so today's chosen topic is positivity. And not just positive positivity, but also toxic positivity. And what do we need to think about as leaders just understanding people's mindsets? Positivity, by definition, has been a mental or an emotional state, often characterized by optimism, hope, a constructive outlook on life. It's really a state of mind that involves focusing on the positive, the positive points of life, and having what we might call an overall sense of happiness or fulfillment. Positivity is not about denying or ignoring negative consequences or experiences or emotions, but rather finding the good in situations and approaching life with a sense of gratitude or maybe even appreciation for it. There's something else in the research that looks at how it's cultivated, cultivated by positive attitudes and habits, practicing self-care, kindness, compassion, resilience gives us an opportunity to navigate some of life's challenges, maybe with more ease or even grace. Research has shown that positivity can have a significant impact on physical and mental health, as well as just our relationships and overall well-being. We know it can reduce stress and anxiety. It can boost self-esteem and confidence and our overall general mood, and hopefully even quality of life. Let's contrast that for a moment to toxic positivity. A lot of articles that have been popping up on my news feed in recent months have focused on why toxic positivity doesn't work. And and while that won't surprise you just by the name of it, we've really been working on the last couple of years of how are we really just authentic with what we're feeling. And toxic positivity, I think, just flies right in the face of that. So let's define it. Toxic positivity is a tendency to focus on only positive emotions and experiences, but you're dismissing or invalidating negative emotions and experiences. It is the belief that people should always maintain a positive mindset no matter what, and that negative emotion should be avoided or suppressed. So that's the difference between the two. I can choose a positive outlook and choose positivity, but I still feel the feels. I still can experience anger, frustration, I can acknowledge difficulty, but toxic positivity is looking past all of that and go, no, I'm fine. I'm really, really fine. Even though it feels like the world is burning down around me, no negative here, right? This can be harmful because it invalidates really genuine feelings of sadness, anger, frustration, which can also lead then to other kinds of emotions like shame or guilt for even experiencing something that might have been upsetting. Now, there are a number of different ways that I see this show up at work. It can be invalidating somebody's feelings, telling someone just to be positive or look on the bright side. Okay, show of hands, not if you're driving, don't take it off the wheel, but show of hands, how many of us have ever said in our life, look at the bright side? Oh, 
I'm guilty, like both hands up and yeah. Now, I didn't mean that to be dismissive of somebody else's feelings. I was just trying to be encouraging, right? Yet now I understand or have come to understand over the years that it's way better for me to go, oh, I hear you're upset. What would be helpful for you right now? I can still be encouraging without invalidating somebody else saying, I'm really upset. Oh, just be positive. No, of course. No, that sounds really insensitive to me. Another way toxic positivity shows up at work might be just minimizing problems, saying things like, it just could be worse, or just be grateful for what you have. It's one thing if I say that to myself, and that's still not a healthy thing. Well, it could be worse. The point is, it's hard right now. And of course, it could be worse. But I think about some of the voices, at least I grew up with, that had really positive intentions by teaching us these phrases, and they don't work today. Just be grateful for what you have. Well, I am, but it doesn't mean that this isn't a problem right now or that I'm feeling the feels. Toxic positivity can also show up in teams and companies around ignoring reality. Ignoring or denying negative events or experiences can be just as harmful and dismissive instead of giving someone or a team or a company the helpful, supportive, whatever they need, right? So ignoring reality, la, 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 everything's fine, everything's fine. Oh, we'll get through this. It could be worse when really we need to deal with reality. Another way toxic positivity can show up at the workplace, blaming the victim. Suggesting that this person's negative experience is their own fault, and they just brought it on. Yeah. Okay. I should walk around with like a bingo card every day because the more I've been paying attention to this, the more I am seeing it. Okay. I don't want us to be fake. I don't want us to put on some sort of continuously positive life is full of rainbows. But I do think Positivity is a choice. We can choose to be happy. We can choose to look at the bright side, yes, but not at the expense, not at the expense of the negative. So it's important for us to recognize that negative emotions are natural and normal as part of the human experience, and it's okay to experience them even at work. Instead of practicing toxic positivity, we have to acknowledge and validate both the positive and the negative emotions and provide support and understanding to others who are struggling. I'm going to do some further episodes around walking alongside coming up. I don't have to understand it. I just have to choose to walk alongside. Keeping a positive attitude at work, though, becomes really important for a number of reasons. You may have heard me give the example along the way that I have bluntly said to leaders, 
if you believe this place stinks, everybody else is going to believe you. As leaders, we carry the weight of seeing the future of possibilities. And that's not some sort of fake, rosy colored future, but we have to believe we can do it. If we don't, our team members will believe us. Now, some factors that make keeping a positive attitude at work difficult. Oh, you can name these, right? If our workplace is stressful, if we don't feel like we have control, if we are around really negative people and they are contagious and their attitudes affect our own, if we are working with complainers, criticizing people, criticizing people, or just generally unhappy people, it's hard to stay positive. Sometimes it's just personal issues going on in our life, health problems, financial stress, relationship obstacles can spill over into our work life and make it hard to keep a positive attitude. Even monotony, repetitiveness, doing the same tasks over and over, coming into work, doing what we do, going home. Maybe the job right now is not a good fit for us. Maybe the work or the team is not a good fit for us. Maybe the company is not a good fit for us. That can impact our ability to choose positive. So what about today? What about this time with me? Remember, it's normal to have ups and downs in your attitude at work. It's important to be kind to yourself and seek support when you need it. If you are struggling to stay positive at home or at work, consider talking to a trusted coworker, manager, or mental health professional. At the end of every episode, I have used one of my closing lines as smash mental health stigmas. And if you spend any other time with me, you know that I'm going to keep saying that until maybe I have no more breath left. But remember, we are more likely to call a doctor if we have a physical ailment, some sort of medical professional, and we are way less likely to call a mental health professional. If you're struggling to stay positive, take a look. How long has it been going? Is it situational? Or does it need further tools and resources? That's what mental health professionals do for us. What are some of the things we can choose meanwhile? Keeping a positive attitude at work can be challenging, but there are some things we can do. Here are some tips. Number one, focus on the positive. There will always be barriers. There will always be challenges in any team and any organization. Look for the good in your work and your colleagues. Celebrate successes, even the small ones, and acknowledge the contributions of others. When you give out appreciation, I love it because you feel better when you say it genuinely to other people. Thanks for having my back on that. I really appreciate you taking care of that for me. Oof, we get a boost. So practice that gratitude. Take time to appreciate the good things about your job and the people you work with. Maybe even make notes physically or mentally, about things you are thankful for. In our organizations, to take on these uncertain times, we need to keep a growth mindset. 
Embrace the challenges as opportunities to learn and grow rather than obstacles to overcome. Stay organized. Feeling overwhelmed or disorganized can lead to additional stress and negativity. Don't ask me what my desk looks like at the moment while I'm recording this podcast. Right? But I know when too many things are around me, I actually switch rooms in my office. <laughs> I go to a different room because I can't deal with the chaos maybe in one room. So stay on top of that. Keep your workspace in a manner that works for you. For some people, that's tidy and clutter-free. For some people, that's just simply organized. But there is something to be said. When things are falling over and piles are there, you will have a harder time focusing and you'll have a harder time staying positive. Take your breaks. We know that stretch breaks, taking a walk, recharging away from your workspace, stepping outside, bonus points for looking at something or breathing in fresh air from Mother Nature, doing something that relaxes to you. I've been really working on stretches lately. Makes a huge difference. One last point. It's amazing to me that when we communicate more effectively, we are more positive. Be clear and respectful in your communication with colleagues and try to find solutions. So we know that leaders play a significant role in shaping culture and creating an environment that fosters positivity or at least keeps it more forward-looking, but leaders also, it can make it difficult for employees to maintain a positive attitude because who we are as leaders, if we're not communicating, if we're micromanaging, if we are unfair in our treatment, if there's a lack of recognition or appreciation, if there's a lack of support, we're not going to get the kind of environment we want. So leaders need to continue to focus on an environment of trust through daily actions, meetings, emails, conversations, decisions, clear communication, multiple ways, multiple times, put a cadence together. When do you communicate? How do you communicate it? Is it daily, weekly, monthly? Is it quarterly, yearly? In what method? If you want some help mapping that out, call me. We need to be fair. We need to provide recognition. And those leaders who provide more support to employees will more likely foster positivity with employees. You know, I get a positive attitude takes effort and practice, and there is a cost to doing this. You as a leader may be saying, I just don't have the time. I've got all this other stuff I need to do. There's a cost. There's a cost to do this, maybe in time and energy, but there's a cost not to do with this or not to do this, right? Because if we don't do this, job satisfaction, productivity, and overall well-being go down. So as we pull all of this together, I have three things for you. Behaviors that support positive mindset. Number one, autonomy. This is the opposite of micromanagement. Delegate authority when appropriate. Be open to ideas that are different than your own. Get input from people when you can, but be clear what you're going to do with it. If you make a decision that is different than the input they gave you, you have to be clear about how that decision will make be upfront. 
but give employees some control back. It is one of the biggest lessons we're seeing coming out of the last couple of years. When people are exhausted, when they are feeling overwhelmed, when they are feeling loss of control, giving them back a little bit of say, a little bit of autonomy, and not micromanaging them can actually give us a boost. Relationships. These are our three. Autonomy, relationships, communicate frequently and openly, encourage and focus on shared goals. Talk to your employees about what they're going through, what they want to achieve, and how you can help. This is all about the relationships, and sometimes that relationship needs a whole bunch of empathy. Not toxic positivity, simply walking alongside. The third one that helps support positivity in the workplace is competence, right? We have to do this work well. It is really hard to stay positive if you feel like you are losing every single day. So acknowledge excellence. Some of us were trained over the years to say, ah, nobody's ever outstanding. If you tell them they're outstanding, there's nothing left to work for. Bolo, okay, baloney, right? If they're outstanding, tell them they're outstanding and then give them new goals to be better. Focus on effort and progress towards those goals. Competence, doing something well, also means we have to acknowledge mistakes and focus on learning and make sure that our conversations center on solutions and future growth. Again, toxic positivity is denying that anything could go wrong and mistakes were not made. A choice of a positive growth mindset allows us to value people for who they are, build relationships, and get really darn good at what we do. So on behalf of the Workplace Chameleon, learn something new today. Smash, smash, smash. Oh, get rid of them. Let it go. Mental health stigmas. And as always, make good choices. Until next time, this is Dr. Selena. Selena.